Hey everybody, Chris here. Thanks for downloading this episode of Fortress Comic News. Just a quick reminder, if you want to go that extra mile, go to patreon.com slash fortresscomicnews where you can get the amazing Mike and that guy Chris show. $4 a month, that's four episodes, $4. That's $1 an episode, that's awesome. More content from us, and we appreciate you for doing it. Also, at $2 a month, you can get the Bat Friends podcast three days earlier than everybody else. That means you can be ahead of everybody on that one. But if you don't want to, that's fine. We still appreciate you listening. And if you could, go to your iTunes or whatever podcatcher you use. Give us a five-star review and leave us a review. It means so much to us. Um, we appreciate everybody for listening, for reviewing, and all that. So I won't take any more of your time. On to the show. Everybody, welcome to the Fortress of Comic News, episode 144. I am one of your hosts, Chris, alongside the number one horror fanboy, Mike. Hey, it's me. Um, yeah, get into the new year, into the end of the year. Going to be some awards that will be going out soon because our awards have so much weight to them. Prestigious, or, the most prestigious yeah. of all the awards. Our awards are the best awards. There's a lot of awards out there, but ours are the best. Nobody else matters but us. Fortress Comp News. I think it's pretty easy to guess what my top five movies are going to be this year. The only five you watched. <laughs> um, superhero, 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 Star, Star Wars, Wars, superhero. <laughs> They conveniently put Star Wars before the end of the year just just to do that. Um, yeah, no interview today. Just gonna you know talk some stuff. Uh, we pretty much have an interview to talk about today because we <laughs> Christ, Crisis Part One through Three hit us. Holy crap! Gonna be talking about that. All that comic book stuff. Uh, Watchmen got pretty crazy everything's just getting crazy out there you know all these shows are just like man just when i thought i found my favorite show to watch all these other shows come by and mm, crazy and because everybody's so interested in this i'm almost done with the irishman i've been what i'm now watching it in my fifth installment (laughs) i've had it i'm on like part five (laughs) it's uh I got the last 30 minutes. It's a really good, I had a really good stopping point. I said, okay, this is probably enough for, it was like, I don't know, past midnight last night. I'm like, I could, I could finish this, but I'm not, not going to. Uh, yeah. So maybe, maybe I'll have it finished next time. Who knows? <laughs> it's a commitment, man. Just sit there for three and a half hours. Like, yeah, uh, I mean, Watchmen, I was willing to do it, but right. No. But for all this, like, yeah, I don't know. It's that's a lot of hours of Robert De Niro talking to Joe Pesci. It's like, all right, I need to take breaks. Anyways, hot take. I was never a big fan of those movies, like the The Godfather and Godfather, Goodfellas. Like, yeah, I've watched chunks of them, just could never Mm -hmm. get into them. Taking nothing away from them, just not from me. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm in that same boat, so. It's a slow burn. <laughs> None of superheroes are lightsabers. Yeah, right. Uh, anyways, I guess we'll jump into the... Speaking of lightsabers, wow. Um, there's a rumor mill 
Dr. Afra is going to be Disney Plus next Star Wars show. Ooh, what do you think about that? That would be really cool. Um, mm-hmm. I, of course, people probably know how much I love Dr. Afra as a character. And I, I just, I think it, it's a cool idea. It's a comic created character, it's a fan favorite character. Um, there's just so much to like in this idea. So I hope it's real. Um, like I said, it's just a rumor. I know nothing about Dr. Afro. Um, the only confusing part is the fact that it's would be next on the slate as proposed to like the Obi-Wan we've been hearing so much about and some of the others. So, but I'm down for it. Uh, people love it. It's basically Indiana Jones in star Wars. She's a archeologist who gets caught up doing the wrong thing all the time and ends up working for Vader at one point. Um, she's a good character and has some cool stories. So, cool yeah it's like man they just couldn't they just can't i don't know if they're waiting for obi-wan to get older or like uh, um the actor to get older it's like he doesn't actually need to be the same age as alec Guinness before he does the show yeah right <laughs> um yeah but uh speaking of disney plus and star wars did you watch mandalorian episode six i did and uh was immediately taken out uh, by the fact that Bill Burr was in it. Yeah, I didn't even realize that. I had no idea. Um, and um, the guy from, I don't even know the actor's name, but the guy from Sons of Anarchy is in yeah, it. Yeah, the dude from Sons of Anarchy, he's like a mechanic, right? Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, oh, maybe this is just, he just went to space. So, right. But joking aside, I thought they both played interesting characters, and it was a, a, it was a decent story. Um, it was a heist. Episodes. Yeah, it was like my least favorite. It was like I'm out of money and I need to take a job, and yeah. the job goes wrong. So they wanted to do a heist episode. It was like the Ocean's Eleven. Yeah, they, I mean, they're obviously trying to go with the tropes of spaghetti westerns. Yeah. Um, so this was one of the ones they had to do along the way. Um, not a bad episode, just probably my least favorite because it it did very little for the progression of the immediate story. It I did, did like tell a little bit about his past though. I did like the familiar aliens that we see though that like were part of the story now like the the red devil guy I remember we see someone like that in the original cantina shot someone just kind of sitting there like his eyes going back and forth so like we see that race and we see the blue people with the long like antenna things I don't even know what they're called but um, it's just funny to see like you know oh casually like yeah we dated once and they're just like a com- completely different than humans you know what I mean so we're starting to get a lot more alien races involved which is cool yeah and uh the mention of gungans oh yeah oh <laughs> the gungan joke yeah 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 bill bird delivered that pretty great uh, all joking aside though i thought bill bird did a really good job um, his character was really cool with all the guns he had yeah he had a cool character he had you know he delivered lines very well and he did a really good job of like delivering the jokes and not like taking you completely out of the moment so mm-hmm. yeah i thought he was great um watchman talk holy crap um uh, where to begin about, <laughs> about this episode eight and i spoilers for watchman but um i didn't so first off this this episode is like it's taking all this is taking place at the same time because that's the way uh, the way that dr manhattan uh, kind of um, observes time is happening all at once. So he's meeting uh, Sister Knight for the first time, and he's also 
with her when he's woken up by her and like we see him go to Ozymandias, why he why he doesn't remember anything. He creates a device to make him a human because he's supposed to he knows that he's eventually gonna fall in love with uh Sister Knight. And um so we see that meeting, we see them like throughout their life, why she chooses why he chooses to be a to just become a normal human that doesn't remember anything. Um the body she picked just ended up being a, a dead guy's body in a morgue. <laughs> Um, which is crazy. Yeah, the story is so great. And, th- and then, you know, we find out that um, the 7th Cavalry, which is kind of interesting, too. So, I mean, it's all really falling into place that, you know, like the white supremacists or neo-Nazis believe in, like, the, the, uh, the ultimate human being. So, there's, I mean, that's pretty much the reason I think they're seeking Dr. Manhattan and trying to replicate his powers because he's, like, the ultimate being, right? He's, the like, the paragon of a human um, and that's what they, they're after the master race pretty much. So at the end of the episode, um, we see him get vaporized or so we think, uh, by the seventh cavalry. And there's some interesting stuff going on though, because in the middle of the episode, we find out that sister Knight is the one who created the whole thought process for her grandfather to kill the, um, the chief of police. So remember, the guy who's struggling with the chief of police is a great-grandfather. So the way it's interesting to think that Dr. Manhattan could observe time at the same time. So he creates a paradox himself where Sister Knight is telling him something in the future. And then he has that conversation, relays that message to the grandfather in the past, which creates a like a skip or like. And she says, why did you know or how did you know my, you know, what's his name? Had a had a clan's robe in his closet. And he goes, who is that? And so, like, he will commit the rest of his life to figuring out who that is and investigating it. So it's like, where did? And then he, and then he talks about the chicken and the egg, and it's like, oh man, this this show just got crazy. <laughs> He's yeah. like, I don't know. This whole episode was, uh, well, first it proves uh, the great and powerful, and I'm more wrong, but. It's an entire episode based around the idea of how Manhattan perceives time. Yeah. So, like you said, there everything's going on at the same time, but at different times, and it's mm-hmm. it really does a great job of showing you how he observes time and um, how it affects his movements moving forward. And I say that proves Elmore wrong because that was something Elmore said could never be done outside of a comic book. Mm-hmm. Um. Nothing against Alan Moore. I absolutely love Alan Moore, but um, so that I thought it succeeded really well in that, and then at the same time giving us kind of all the information that's been leading up to this moment. So why he doesn't remember who he is, um, how he meets up with uh, her in the beginning, and how uh, Osmandius ends up in the what was it, the moon of Saturn. Mm-hmm. Right. And all these different plot lines led to this moment, and they just did an amazing job of showing you who Manhattan is, his power set, how he perceives time, and yet answering all these questions at the same time. Mm-hmm. So, just yeah, fantastic episode. And then, did you see that there was an after credits stinger? No, I didn't see it. What was it? So, after the credits, we see uh, Osbandius, um after the trial, having all of his servants smash... Uh, tomatoes in his face mm-hmm. and then he's in jail and is talking with the the guard who has a 
the guy who's walking or running around in the horse with the mask yeah. on. Mm-hmm. And they give him a birthday cake like they have did in the first couple episodes. And he ends up finding out that one of his servants left something in there for him to try to escape. So it's kind of a, you know, prelude to what's going to happen next in this week's episode. But yeah, a, amazing, amazing episode. Absolutely loved it. Yeah, it was so good. And then we get three more episodes to watch this week. The Crisis, part one through three. Um, and of course, part four won't happen until after, and not until like January 16th or something like that, which is ridiculous. Um, I don't know where to even start. I mean, I think the, so really the main difference um, compared to, and I've talked about this with some friends, um, compared to the last crossover is every episode. It, it's like, it's more like a movie that's just pieced together. It's not specific to each episode that you're doing like the arrow one isn't specific to arrow and the super supergirl one isn't all like supergirl characters you know what i mean yeah which i liked a lot more than yeah in the past yeah me too like i could i'm i'm fine not having jimmy olsen and everything hanging around <laughs> all episode um but man i mean where do you even start we uh we get we see the smallville we go to we got um kevin conroy is you know the old batman that pretty much killed uh superman wearing an exoskeleton um but basically the story is they need to find the five paragons to save the the universe um from crisis and the five paragons are lo and behold like the main characters from every show um what do you have the two supermen the kingdom come superman um our supergirl batwoman flash uh and then the third episode they find out Ryan Choi is one, so we get to meet him finally, which is pretty cool. Ryan Choi is the the next person that takes up the mantle of the Atom, so maybe that's what's going to be happening. Like he's going to take over um, when Ray Palmer. I don't know if we'll see what happens, Ray Palmer, but uh, maybe we'll get an Adam TV show. Now that would be sick. Uh, the we find out the universe, the Black Lightning universe dies, so I don't know if they're going to stick with that, but that's pretty crazy. They like show him up, they bring him to. Uh, um, where the cosmic treadmill is and stuff. We see the cosmic treadmill. So many crazy things happening. Like I, it's it's so good too. There's so much fan service. I heard there was a Watchmen Easter egg in the third episode. I couldn't find it though. One of the billboards. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts so far? So far, I've enjoyed it. Um, yeah. The only thing I didn't really enjoy is the kind of the B plot of Oliver dying. Yeah, and him like bringing him back, but where right. it ended off, cause they end up meeting up with Constantine who then takes them to Lucifer's universe mm-hmm. who then gives them a trip to purgatory. Um, and gives or and so they meet, um, Oliver in purgatory and he becomes yeah. the specter. Mm-hmm. Um, or so we're led to believe. So, I mean that story other than the ending, I was kind of off on, but yeah. I, I, yeah, I did. I enjoyed going to the Smallville universe and seeing like, where Tom Welling's character ends up. What a great send off for that character though. Yeah. Like and, um, after. The Kevin Conroy Batman sequence was really cool. It didn't end up being um, kingdom come Batman, right. but it was very much based on kingdom come Batman mm-hmm. um, and kind of a Batman that went rogue and started killing all of his villains. Uh, and the only other thing that, um, really kind of turned me off was the 
I mean, Lex Luthor was going from universe to universe killing Superman, which was on brand. Mm-hmm. Um, but then when he gets to the Kingdom Come-ish universe and we get the Superman and Superman fight and mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it was cool to see it, but at the same time I was like, yeah, okay. Yeah, great. <laughs> um, yeah. But I mean, those, I'm throwing out gripes. I really loved every episode and I loved how mm-hmm. it ended. Yeah. Um, huge spoilers, but you know, basically any minor wins. Right. And they get sent to this other dimension, mm-hmm. I guess. And uh, Lex Luthor literally writes over the scroll um, over Superman with his name and switches himself with Superman to be one of the um, what Paragon. were Paragons. Paragons, yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> so it ends with him kind of coming in and being like, so what do we do next? And Yeah, right. Uh, it was interesting. I Yeah, the fact... I, I thought I was behind when mm-hmm. I got the three. Yeah. And then I read up, like you said earlier, and the fact that we're not getting another one for like, what, three or four weeks. Yeah. It's crazy. It's like, oh man, that's quite it, a wait. They did like an empire thing. They didn't, they left on a bad note. You know what I mean? Yeah. So they definitely didn't win. So good so far. Um, I think we'll get the real meat of everything in the next two episodes though. Mm-hmm. Um, movie news. Shazam two has a release date, April 1st, 2022 which is awesome. Good to hear. Yeah, I'm surprised it's so far away, though. Right, I know. The Flash, starring Ezra Miller, once thought to be a dead film, now has a release date of July 1st, 2022. Uh, interesting. Uh, okay. <laughs> we'll see. Like, that that movie went from fast track to changing everything to we got Grant Morrison to, oh, everybody's dropped out to, well, Miller's contract's over, so... Fuck it. To hey, we got a release date, right? <laughs> oh, we'll see. It might just be a placeholder. I doubt it. I mean, this dude, this movie's been talked about for like eight years. Yeah, it's so strange. Yeah. Um, another movie came out like a short film. It was released on YouTube this weekend. If you've ever watched The Office, it's a uh, threat level midnight. The movie that Michael Scott makes. Um, oh, is that really? Yeah, they never really they never really made the movie, but they released they released something which is like twenty five minutes on YouTube, and it is amazing. That's fantastic. It is, yeah, it's like it's like his version of James Bond, and the villain is Goldface, which is just like the Goldface of DC Comics. Yeah, so check that out. It's all it's free on YouTube, and it's only about twenty five minutes of your time. It's amazing. Yeah, um, I guess we'll jump into the comic book news. Um. Stefan Sejic is teasing what next after Harleen. Um, he's going to be working on a Poison Ivy series set in the Harleen universe titled Isley. So I sense a pattern here. Um, <laughs> sounds like Harleen was a hit. So he's just jumping onto a new character, which is good for him. Yeah, good for him. I really yeah. enjoyed, uh, well, have enjoyed Harleen. So yeah, good. Go down, down, check it out. Um, Jorge. Uh, Jimenez has announced that the next artist for he will be the next artist for Batman starting with issue ninety. Don't know who that is. I don't know what he's drawn, but oh, you do know who it is. Let me oh, okay. it real quick. Um, but I'm really excited for this. I um, yes, he's the artist on Justice League right now. Oh yeah, that's what it was. So yeah, yeah. I'm really excited for this because I love Jimenez right. and I think his yeah. art's been fantastic. So he's really good then. Okay. 
Um, Marvel's teasing its next earth-shattering event for 2020. <laughs> Titled Empire, but Empire is spelled with a Y. Um, it'll, it'll be a continuation of one-shots incoming and outlaw. Of the one-shots incoming. Uh, one, okay, of continuation of the one-shots incoming and outlaw. Yeah, so I don't know. What do you think? I'll read it. Yeah. <laughs> um. The only time we've seen Empire was, and to be fair, I looked this up. I didn't have previous knowledge of this, but it was in a prose novel about Nick Fury. Oh. And Empire was a um airline. That's weird. So I don't think that's continuity. <laughs> yeah. Right. Uh, it'll be interesting to see what this is, but like I, you know, the. The Marvel 1000 thing was kind of a bust for me, outside of the fact that the the character that ends up at the end seems interesting, and that's what uh, Incoming is going to be about, and then supposedly Outlaw. So it's really just a continuation of all this uh, 80th anniversary of Marvel stuff. And I mean, if it's a Marvel, I mean, if it's an either company big event, I'm going to read it, at least try it out. Mm-hmm. Um, but we'll see. I want more information. It was a lot of. The was it CB Sabalski mm-hmm. um, was very like witty with how he did it. Like he he literally um, had a thing talking about everything that was going to happen, but went in and inserted like really abrupt redacted whenever he said something that mm-hmm. we don't know about yet. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I think the end of the month incoming is coming out, and then Outlaw is not for a few more months after that, but. So I'll probably have a bigger picture of what Empire is going to be after Incoming comes out. Okay. Um, Star Wars getting another ongoing title, Star Wars Bounty Hunters, of course, uh, by Ethan Sachs, artist uh, Paolo Villanelli. Villanelli. Um, the series will follow Baylert Valance from the recent Target Vader series as he takes on a prized bounty, such as... Uh, and we'll meet other bounty hunters like Boba Fett and Bosk along the way. So, yeah, if you're like a Mandalorian, this is the book for you, it sounds like. Yeah, and uh, we'll talk about it more later, but Target Vader is really great, and the character of uh, Valiance is pretty cool. So it's the Star Wars in the title. Yeah. On my poll list. Chris is getting it. Um, Michael and Laura Allred have a new title coming to Dark Horse titled X-Ray Robot. Um, it follows a family man and a robot version of himself. Mm. I'll check out anything Allred does. Yeah, it sounds pretty interesting. Uh, Chris Samney is back. Samney and Robert Kirkman announced the new book at Image titled Firepower. Fire Firepower is a martial arts um, starring a man who could sh- shoot fire from his fist. So like Iron Fist, pretty much. I was thinking, what was it, Kung Lao? Oh, yeah. Right. But yeah. Kung Pao, enter the fist. That one, yeah. Kung Lao is where Iron Fist trains. Yeah. Oh, what, what was the guy from Mortal Kombat? Lu, uh, Liu uh, Kang. Liu Kang, yeah. That's what I'm thinking of. Yeah. That's... You get your Kung Fu mixed up. Liu Kang, yeah. I know two Kung Fu and I can't get it right. So. <laughs> um, um, that sounds awesome, though. Yeah. I, I love Kung Fu. Uh, Kirkman, uh, that's a guy I'll check anything out by. Samney, that's another guy I'll check anything out by. So I don't care for Kung Fu one bit, as we could tell from the previous conversation. Yeah. Um, 
but I'll at least give it an issue or two to see if it's something I could get into. Um, this is really cool. After the union on the toys that made us, Kevin Eastman and uh, Peter Laird have announced a new Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle comic at IDW titled The Last Ronin. It'll be an Elseworld book set in the future. That sounds awesome. Yeah, and this is huge. Yeah. Um, those two haven't worked together in like 25 years. Like, right. This is big in the industry where people know about this blowout all across. And uh, yeah, it's, I don't say like that. We talked about it last week with uh, the toys that made us. And that moment was like very tearful. And the fact that they're like, they're back and they want to work together and they don't care about the beach from the past anymore. Mm -hmm. It's it's awesome. Yeah. The fans are loving it. Yeah. Um, Yeah. And with that, let's, uh, let's jump into the books we read this week, huh? Let's. Um, pretty cool. Dark Knight makes a return. Dark Knight returns. The Golden Child number one. Um, pretty pretty crazy to see Frank Miller still working on this universe. Yeah, what did you think about it? Um, I thought it was interesting. I didn't expect like because the scope seemed to like follow just the we've never seen. I don't know. For the for the Dark Knight universe, we've never seen something otherworldly like Doomsday show up. So it was interesting to see that. Um, not Doomsday, I'm sorry, Dark Side. But uh, I think it's we're following we're following um, uh, Jonathan Kent, right? And the I mean Carrie uh, Carrie has taken over as uh, Batman. Um, has a secret bunker. Darkseid is trying to, trying to motivate Joker to get Trump elected. I didn't really care for that whole part of it. Um, that was a little heavy-handed. I don't think it needed that. all that. Um, it was interesting. I don't know. What did you think? I think there was two comics in here. Yeah. Another one to read or write. Okay. There's one about Jonathan Kent and his uh, who he is in this universe, mm-hmm. um, being the, the son of of Superman and Wonder Woman. Right. And there's a story about how he hates Trump with all of his heart. Yeah. Um, so the first story, the one about Jonathan Kent in this universe and how the new bat woman, bat girl, I don't know what we're calling her. Yeah. Um, is in this universe. I really enjoyed. I thought it, it felt like a dark night story. Mm-hmm. Um, and kind of increased the scope and showed like the next generation after these events. And I would love to follow that plot line a little bit further. The secondary story of Doomsday basically being Russia trying to convince Joker to like sway an election towards Trump was just like really off putting and just kind of like heavy handed. Um, right. Politics aside, it just was kind of like I I I get it. Like yeah, I get it. You don't like Trump, but <laughs> you know Batman, <laughs> right? That's all Batman part of it. So if you take those parts out of it, it's a I really enjoyed it. But those moments inside of it, I thought were just like you just wanted to write a Trump hate piece. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, go do that over here, right? Uh, tell do that the story on Twitter. Tell here, yeah, because. The story he wanted to tell here about the next generation mm-hmm. um, in this universe, I thought is good, and I thought we think we can expand upon. Right. Um, 
and then like the whole thing with dark side like basically being destroyed by his own mega beams and then coming back as a a, a new version of himself was just mm-hmm. awesome yeah it was cool so it, it was very much a love hate relationship with this comic. Wasn't that always an argument, like in the comic book shops, of like, what if the Omega Beams hit Darkseid? <laughs> uh, what would happen? I've always, I've, well, at least I've heard that brought up a few times. Yeah, I don't know if that's ever happened before or not. Not being a big DC fan, but, right. um, but yeah, I mean, it's it was it's good. It's got like it's got its issues. Right. You could probably cut this down to a normal size comic and tell a great story. Mm-hmm. Um, just take out all the Trump shit. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I I agree with you. Um, I wanted to catch up on, so I kept, caught up on Unearth number five by Cullen Bunn. This is the last issue in the story arc. I don't know if they're going to continue the story, but this could be a stopping point. Um, basically, the crew is still trapped in what they think are caves. They find out all these people that are being infected with, like, um, you know, these crazy body. Um, disfiguring happen like their faces are blowing up and stuff like balloons they're they're running into the cave and becoming organs for this giant like creature um some of the crew makes it out and we find out that the uh um that the general has like has bombed all the towns and everything and i think he was about to bomb the caves and what happens is like this giant monster breaks out and that's how it ends like it Whatever, whatever's been like, you know, hibernating broke out of the mountain, and we'll see. You know, it it was it was pretty interesting. Um, it was a lot like kind of like alien vibes because they're like, you know, trapped in a in a place with like weird alien beings, weird things happening. Um, it was pretty cool. A lot of a lot of really disturbing art because of the way that people get disfigured when they uh when they become infected. Uh, doll Dollhouse Family number two. This is the the second book. Um, in that Joe Hill imprint at uh, DC, which I think both those two books they have, uh, there's this one and those basketball heads are very strong stories. Um, this is, a, uh, it's really good art. Peter Gross is doing the art and the cover of it is like a creepy claymation, um, on the cover, which is kind of off putting. But uh, so now we've got to the future. If, if everybody remembers me talking about the first issue, there's this magic dollhouse that, um, a little girl is her, her mom is being beaten by the stepfather. So like the dollhouse pretty much like possesses her and she kills the stepfather. Well, the mom takes the blame for that and goes to jail and she ends up in an orphanage. The little girl does. Um, and she becomes a mute. She doesn't talk by pretty much her own choice. Uh, she's dealing with awful girls in the orphanage. Um, pretty much one of the bully girls tries to go into the house and says that like, uh, go into the dollhouse because it sees the girl travel back into the magical dollhouse and and uh, the dollhouse goes I'm only looking for one f- family bloodline like a specific bloodline like eats the little girl and kills her um, which is great because she's kind of a bully in the whole issue um, there's something going on in the, the story in the past if you remember it also follows two explorers that happen upon this weird cave um, where the guy like uh, he has sex with this woman he finds in a cave and um, she's like some ancient being. But what happens is he's uh, he wakes up in the hospital. Cause I think there was a, like a collapse or a cave in or something. He falls in love with the nurse at the hospital. They have a kid and she's not supposed to have kids, which I don't know what that means. If like something magical is happening there, but she has a kid and dies giving birth. 
well, something creepy is happening there because um, when they go to like throw out the afterbirth, I know this is kind of gross, but um, it like crawls away. And the, one of the servants is like, what the hell just happened? So there's something weird and creepy going on in the, in the past. So I don't know if like this weird possessed, I don't know, afterbirth is going to be part of the dollhouse. We'll see, but it's, it's pretty crazy. It's a good story though. I think both the stories are very strong. Obviously don't really know what's going on yet. Um, Dark Multiverse, Judas Contract. That was a crazy issue. Did you read that? I didn't get a chance to, no. Anybody knows the Judas Contract? Uh, pretty much Tara, who's far the, uh, part of the Teen Titans, kind of like betrays them, uh, is like a double agent, and then Deathstroke betrays her. Well, this is this is the turnaround where she betrays Deathstroke um, before all that happens. So she kills him. She pretty much rips him apart using stones, and it's awesome. Uh, she gives herself a new name. I can't remember her name. So she basically becomes evil, and like the like she kills all the the Teen Titans. Like she kills all of them, and then it's an awesome fight. Like she pretty much buries all of them, and then she's like fighting Dick Grayson and Wally West, and she kills them too. And they they try to like hold her off till Superman gets there. And while she's fighting Superman, she's gathering up all the kryptonite and then kills him with all these like kryptonite shards. It's pretty crazy. And then she like she pretty much destroys the world, like kills the like releases the Earth's core. And that's like the end of it is like, yeah, the uh, Tempest Fugonaut, the guy who's observing all the universe is like, yeah, there's pretty, pretty much no reason to go to this universe. Like I thought because Dick Grayson it all it all started because Dick Grayson went to her to try to to try to um kind of console her. He knew something was going on. He didn't know she was a double agent, but that just pretty much convinced her to turn the tide and kill Deathstroke instead of like um, becoming weak and being killed by Deathstroke. So solid issue, I think. Um, the Year of the Villain, uh, Ocean Master. Read that. I didn't. I knew I missed something this week. Yeah. Uh, pretty solid issue. I don't know the whole storyline with uh, Ocean Master and his child, but... Um, Pretty much, we we find that like Ocean Master is such a strong. I mean, uh, we see him exiled out of Atlantis. Why he breaks out? Why he goes back to his girlfriend slash wife and wants to be with the child, but he really can't. He offers to bring them back with him, but they obviously don't want to leave the land. Um, but the end of the story basically revolves around like uh, Lex Luthor goes to him and is like, you know, I was going to give you power, gave all the other villains, and we find out he gives powers to another villain, another like. C-class villain uh, for, for like, you know, comic book standards. Um, but he's like, I didn't give you power because you're, you're just focused on Atlantis and keeping the throne or something like that. And he pretty much says, like, I'm strong enough. I don't need your power. Um, and, like, it will deal with you when, when the land or something. Hints at, like, maybe having another fight in the future with the land dwellers. So I, I thought it was an okay issue. Um, Batman, the white knight number five. Yes. Yeah. Um, awesome issue, right? Yeah. So, I mean, we get, we get the aftermath of, uh, Jim Gordon dying, which is very sad and solemn and they're trying to reunite everybody. Um, we, Bruce Wayne slash Batman is starting to uncover the, the whole history of the, of the start of Gotham and like how he's, there was a reservoir before it was, you know, the city and all this stuff. And, um, there was all these, these two families and like the, the family of St. Dumas. And then there's the, uh, the Wayne family or 
Is it the Wayne family? Yeah. But there's something else going on with the history that the Joker knows. And um, so Batman sends Harley Quinn in with the two children to try to get Jack Napier out of the Joker. And the Joker is like, oh, you're stupid. I'm, he's not coming back. Well, he does come back. He tells her the secret, tells her not to tell it to Batman because it'll it'll ruin him, basically. Um, meanwhile, uh, uh, what's his name? Asriel is trying to cook up a deal with, um, is that Amanda Waller, I'm guessing? I'm not sure who that is. I know it's, we've seen her before, but I'm... It, it looks like Amanda Waller, but he's basically making a deal with someone to like get rid of, um, uh, to get Jack Napier out of the way and then get rid of Batman or get rid of Commissioner Gordon. So she doesn't have a need for him. So she, she pretty much like pits him up against Bane and at the end of the fight, uh, which is pretty awesome. He like beheads Bane. He like cuts his head off, which was so cool to see. Um, it was, it was a pretty cool fight scene, but, um, yeah. So there's an awesome panel of like Bane getting his head sliced off and, uh, but the, yeah, so I mean, we'll see. I, I want to know what the secret is. They keep, you know, teasing us. Yeah. I, I don't yeah, know. I won't get that till like issue seven. Yeah, probably. But, yeah, and then we get um, John Paul in the Batman mm-hmm. outfit at the end, and he's just yeah. slaughtering villains. Yeah, that was pretty crazy, too. Yeah, so yeah, this universe has been fantastic. Um, I really love this issue. But that's all I had this week. Um. Okay. Uh, issue ten of Wonder Twins. Um. This, this was all about the Wonder Twins going and saving um their friend. Uh, I forget her first name now, but something math. Uh, her father and everyone stuck in the Phantom Zone. And meanwhile, two, the two idiots that got the computer with the uh, rogue AI on it mm-hmm. teach it what the internet is. Oh, no. And it takes over the world. <laughs> of course it does. Um, pretty good issue. Um, it was uh, definitely a one of those issues to get you to a point for the next issue. But um, they're kind of their sequence of finding the how they find the, the, the cell phone made out of kryptonite. And then... Um, mm-hmm how they open up the phantom zone for everybody was really cool. Um, boo boo. <laughs> Captain America number 17. Spoiler. It sucked. Um, <laughs> oh man. Annihilation scourge silver surfer. So this is like taking place right after silver surfer black mm-hmm. and it's silver surfer is out in space, you know, contemplating what happened to him um, with null and the, um, the symbiotes and uh, a rift opens up and people from the negative zone come out, but they're all dead. And he finds one survivor merges with them and figures out what happened. Realize he has to go to the negative zone and try to save everybody. Um, runs into the bunch of the revender revengers ends up killing them all. <laughs> nice. Um, but the big uh, thing here is, is at the end, he meets up with, um, Robert, what the hell's his last name? This is a great rate. Bob Reynolds, um, the guy who hosts the Century, um, mm. and finds out that he was told by Reed Richards to come to the Negative Zone because it might help him dispel of the Void. 
Um, but in the process, he not only dispelled the void, but dispelled himself of the century as well. Oh. So um, Silver Surfer merged with him um, because, as he said, they were two halves of a, a person. So forming together, they might be able to help fight the century. I am absolutely loving this Annihilation crossover. And uh, speaking of which, I'll just jump to Annihilation Scourge Beta Ray Bill. Which has Beta Ray Bill and Lockjaw um, fighting a giant space dragon to save a planet. Nice. When a tear opens up and things from the negative zone come in. (laughs) And the only way for Beta Ray Bill to push back the Revenger that comes out, and the Revenger in this case is um, Doctor Strange, um, was to throw him through with his hammer, which then, much like Thor, he no longer has his abilities. But unlike Thor, he's just a normal alien, but person after that. Mm. Um, and him and Lockjaw have to go into the negative zone to find the hammer in order to uh, take the fight to them. So all four of these issues are really great, great one-shot stories. Um, you don't need to read them in any particular order. Um, the only thing you need to read first was Omega. And uh, that was the last one until I think next week we get the finale we're all four are going to team up, but really enjoying this Annihilation crossover. Cool. Um, speaking of crossovers, Doom 2099. Um, so the 2099 story altogether, I haven't really been digging. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I talked about it last week or two weeks ago where it's just been kind of really weird. And they're making it so the future's changed, so it's not the 2099 we know. Well, in this one... It's kind of a cool story of Doom and Reed Richards get into a fight and are sent to the future. And so we meet a character who we believe is Doom, and uh, he finds a way to create a new set of armor and heads to Latveria. When he gets there, he meets up with Doom (laughs) and uh, fights him and finds out that he's not actually the real Doom and that there's actually been multiple people coming through thinking that they're Doom with... uh, basically ideas of delusion that um, multiple personalities or whatever. And then the way it ends, he ends up the real doom ends up defeating the one we've been following. And when we see his body, he's all stretched out like Mr. Fantastic. So it was kind of an interesting twist where I almost think that when they went through the time portal, um, it was, they like merged somehow but it was very interesting. I actually really enjoyed this issue. Cool. Um, Star Wars Target Vader number six. This is the last issue in that series we talked about earlier. Uh, this was um, Valance getting his revenge and helping his people. So he finds the hidden hand and is able to basically send Vader after them. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're the ones that called the hit on Vader to begin with. And in return, he gets a big payout and ends up uh, being able to save his people and send them to a new planet. So I really enjoyed this series. I thought it was a lot of fun. And uh, what's his name at the end? Gets what's coming to him. I forget. One of the bounty hunters who trade um, was Trader. What do we got here? That piece of shit comic. <laughs> Superman 18. This is the big one where Superman reveals he's Clark Kent to everybody. Um. It didn't care for it too much. There were some good moments with him mm-hmm. and Perry White and him and uh, Jimmy Olsen because um, he wanted to go to the people he cared about first. 
and then reveal himself to the world. Um, but all in all, the whole like reveal at the end of him discussing why he had a secret identity and why he doesn't need one moving forward was, I don't know, it kind of laid flat for me. The only moment I really did enjoy was at the end it showed uh, Luther and the Legion of Supervillains sitting around watching this whole press, press conference when he's mm-hmm. talking about it. And they all look at Luther and just like, how the fuck didn't you know that? <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll see where it leads for future storylines. Uh, and then Undiscovered Country number two. Yeah. So we got all the characters with Uncle Sam. And Uncle Sam tells them they have to go through this um, spiral through America to get to their goal. Um, but his goal doesn't really match up with their goal where they're trying to figure out who sent the message um, for them to come to America so they can get the cure to the uh, sky flu. But he wants them to save America. Um, meanwhile, they find out that they have to get a key from the people that are hunting them in the first issue. And through a bunch of events, decide to do it. And the last sequence in the book is them trying to get to this like moving city mm-hmm. and climb aboard. Um, and we kind of find out that one of the people on their team is actually a traitor. Ah, damn it. Or so we think. Of course. So, and then the only other thing I read was um, Immortal Hulk uh, Volume 3, mm-hmm. which was the Immortal Hulk Goes to Hell uh, story. Of all the Immortal Hulk stuff, it was definitely the weakest. Uh, the first two volumes are really good. They do a lot of cool things in them. And this one was kind of Hulk with daddy issues. <laughs> um, Everybody's which, favorite Hulk. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, I mean, there were some interesting things that happened in here. With uh, Basically, the door to hell is the green door that's opened up by Gamma. And we kind of figure out that all the people that were affected by Gamma Radiation can't be killed which kind of ties into what's going on in captain america because thunderbolt ross was killed in captain america but if he was affected by gamma and can't be killed then he's alive makes sense question mark (laughs) (laughs) science checks out um so it it was it was good but not as good as the first two volumes um still gonna keep reading all the volumes through mortal hulk really enjoying it but and the next on my list is going to be Lock and Key. So I uh, nice. got through like two issues of it. And I'll say the first two issues are kind of slow, mm-hmm. um, but interesting in what they're doing. So it picks up. Yeah. Well, we'll see how it. I'll judge it as a whole as opposed to just two single issues. Right. Um, just because I've always been interested in this book. I don't want to give up on it in two issues and you know, miss out on something. So mm-hmm. makes sense. That's all I got, Mike. Where can uh, they find you on the internet? They can find me at Fortress Ricker on Twitter. Where can they find you and or the show, Chris? Well, they can find me at Fortress Chris on Twitter. And you can find the show at FortressComicNews.com where everything we do is right there on that handy dandy website. Uh, remember, if you're listening to us, five star reviews and whatever podcast you use. And if you're watching us to like, subscribe, share, and if you are so inclined, check out the Bat Friends podcast, and you can get uh, merch from Bat Friends and other um, podcasts related to us at uh, enjoyyourfrozendick.com. Yes. 
Nice. Enjoyyourfrozendick.com. If you're a Bat Friends fan, you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, so that's all we got for this week. And uh, y'all have a good one. See ya. lives in a pineapple under the sea. Who? SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. SpongeBob SquarePants. Now you gotta play the nose flute. Play the nose flute. Do 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 do. Best Christmas ever.